Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Arena Sports Network Sunday Inspiration. Live from Door Village United Methodist Church in LaPorte, Indiana. Our Lord in heaven, we come to you today asking that you help us to understand more clearly the often repeated Bible admonition to seek wisdom and understanding. Job says in chapter 29, verse 29, that God said, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil, that is understanding. We ask you, could fearing you mean that we honor your creativity, your unlimited gifts to us, and your most perfect gift to all of all, the gift of your son, providing us a path to forgiveness and salvation? And could shunning evil be choosing to refuse to indulge in it, and instead endeavoring with all our strength to be more and more Christ-like? Does that mean we understand what you want us to do in our everyday lives? Father, if it be your will, guide us to a complete embodiment of wisdom and understanding so that we can accept your never-ending love and return that love with all our hearts, minds, strength, and soul and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We thank you, dear Father, for everything you've already done for us And thank you for sending us your son, who taught us this excellent prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is a kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Mike Martin. Scripture reading today is Romans 7, verses 14 through 25. It's, uh, I don't know if it's going to be behind me or not, but it is in your pew Bibles on page 1095. I'm reading out of the New International Version. This is Apostle Paul sharing what I think is some pretty good wisdom with us. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is the sin living in me. 
I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not good, I want to do, no, the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin that's living in me. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body. Waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am. Not me personally, necessarily. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Unlike Simon says, this is quite confusing. Show of hands who has never been confused in their life. Oh, cool. One, just Dennis. You're a Packers fan, right? Isn't that confusing? Okay, I had a really cool sermon written up. In fact, it was from my class to be my, the certification for lay servant. But that all got changed. God, uh, God told me what I needed to do today is witness. So, ready or not, here's part of my story. First, I'm going to have a prayer. Father God, may you lift this confusion from us and allow us to understand and to follow your word. Amen. So, as I said, Paul was confusing. Oh, and this is my device. Paul is confusing in the scriptures, but he follows it up at the end with what we need to pay attention to is that God is there for us all. He's not going to give up on us. And I am a testimony to that fact that he doesn't give up on us. I thought I was stubborn. But Paul also in Romans 8 verse 9 tells us this. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit if the spirit of God lives in you. Awesome words. That means all of us have that opportunity. Every single one of us. Those of us who've done some really stupid things in our lives or are about to. And those of us that have finally paid attention to that voice. I didn't give myself to Jesus truly until around 2004. It took a tragedy in my life to make me pay attention to what God has been talking to me about since I can remember. In 1971, my oldest brother, Jimmy, was killed in a car crash. Tragic, yes. He left behind a new wife, two young babies. The week prior, we had celebrated his 22nd birthday. I was lost. Once the funeral was over and all the other stuff was over and done, my sophomore year was a blur. But I fixed it. My junior year, I started drinking, heavy. I started doing drugs, lots of them, different kinds. 
I started, well, maybe not my junior year, but I did start womenizing in there. I thought that was cool. But I reflected upon why. And it was guilt. You see, the night my brother left his house to never return, I had been at his house. I tucked my niece and nephew in. He had a pool table upstairs. And I was up there and I shot pool for an hour and a half. I won every game. I was the only guy. So I won every game. I'm tired. I'm getting ready to go home. He comes home from bowling. He bowled mixed league with my mom and dad. Hey, bro, let's go shoot some pool. Oh, man, I'm beat. I got stuff to do tomorrow. I'm going to go. I'm going to go home, which was right, just across the road. So I did. So for about 12 years, I told myself it was my fault my brother died. Because if I would have shot pool with him, it wouldn't have happened. That is a guilt no one should have to carry. But all of us have problems in our lives. All of us have issues. We've all lost people, friends, relatives. It's what we do as a result of these tragedies that defines us. The guilt in me, I didn't know how to get rid of it. And I was to a point where I almost was ready to shed it. I mean, I quit going to church. I used to finally say uh, on Sundays, guys would say, Are you going to church? I go, Yes, I'm going to St. Mattress. Reverend, we be sleeping is preaching. Not funny, but true. I got back involved in the church. My second oldest brother, who fought in Vietnam, highly decorated, jarhead, and I say that with respect, ended up dying from what they sprayed on him while he was in the jungles in Vietnam. Not right away. The shrapnel wounds that he carried for his life didn't kill him. But this stuff that we created to defoliate the riverbanks so that our troops wouldn't get ambushed killed him. But not just him. Many American soldiers, many Vietnamese people. I was okay with it. He had complete kidney failure for six years. I actually learned how to put my hands inside his body to clean his wounds. That was spooky. And later, after he passed, the U.S. government, military, in all their infinite wisdom, told my nephew, his son, here's $3,000 for your dad. $3,000. And you know what? I kind of went on a bit of a tirade. If you're familiar with Jacob in the Bible where he climbs the ladder and he wants to wrestle with God, I didn't wrestle. I flattened out and said, come on down here right now. I'm going to kick your butt. I don't care. I'm glad he didn't because my hips are still working good. But devastation, loss, we all survive these things. Strength of family, 
strength of conviction. But I was going to wear my bear shirt today, Dennis. Mike Singletary, Samurai. We all cheer for our home teams, whether it be the Slicers, the Blackhawks, the Satellites, the Wolves, or what have you, or even the Cubs. I knew that one would get you. I wore the Singletary shirt, and I said, it's just way too hot. I'm going to wear my other team shirt today. John 3.16, we all know it quite well, but it's true. And it's this that gives us that opportunity. So in 10 years, I lost both of my brothers. The guilt was overwhelming. The boozing wasn't really subsiding. I thought I was normal. Where is God? Which is the title of the sermon. Well, you know, in Genesis, first chapter, it says God created the world. He created everything. The moon, the stars, the oceans. Well, I'd say he was pretty much there. If you've never been to the Grand Canyon, or you've never been to the Rocky Mountains, go. Because if you want to feel God's presence, those places... He's there. I met a redhead, I think it was my senior year in high school, by accident. It was actually a bicycle accident, her fault, not mine. No, she doesn't have a mic on, so she can't say anything about it. And that was it. I did a lot of partying with her brother and her older sister. Years later, at one of my Halloween parties, which I was quite known for, I don't know why exactly, I asked her out. She actually accepted the first date. And I screwed that up pretty good, guys. I can tell you all the things not to do on a first date. One of them is you should show up sober. So there was not going to be a second date. Now, understand, I had hair about to the middle of my back, and I had a beard down here before ZZ Top even existed. She told me, in this tavern that I accidentally went into. Shave your hair, shave your beard, and I'll talk to you. What do you think I did? I wore out three razors just getting rid of the beard. And I go and I see her and her girlfriend sitting next to her, and she won't talk to me. And her girlfriend says, wait a minute, he did the things you asked. And I did. And I know in my heart that God provided her for me because, quite truthfully, I don't think I would have saw 30. She went on a vacation with me before we got married. I took my brother, Al's son, Danny, with us. We went to the Grand Canyon. After the Grand Canyon, we went up to the Rockies and picked up my older brother Jimmy's son, and we took them camping and fishing with us. We didn't catch any fish. They jumped past every one of our poles. <laughs> but we had fun. It was a great vacation, minus the one hotel we stayed in, which we, none of us even took our clothes off. I mean, it was nasty. <clears throat> but something was missing. It was a beautiful trip. It was a beautiful vacation, and I fell in love. 
But I didn't like that idea. So I rejected it. But God, unfortunately, or fortunately, I think probably more the other, had somebody as stubborn as me. And she actually went and talked to my mom. And she, my mom said, well, he's stubborn. Just give him time. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus tells us, Ask and it will be giving. Seek and you will find. Knock. And the door will be opened. I finally started listening. I had someone who was positive in my life. I had, we had a brand new baby. She's got a brand new baby. Yeah, God was starting to stir in me, but I didn't realize it. We joined my old church that I grew up in. In fact, for seven years, I was the youth director. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. During that time, uh, I had one of my experiences where I know for a fact God saved me. I was mugged in the city of Chicago and left for dead. Where they screwed up was they hit me in the head. So I did recover. I mean, the bruised ribs and the other dings and stuff didn't matter. They did tell me that when they x-rayed my head, it came back negative. I don't know if that was for brain activity or what exactly. <laughs> but I got to the point where after I survived that, my buddies wanted to go to Chicago and kick everybody's butt. They go, who was it? I says, the only thing I can tell you is the same thing I told the cop. It was three black guys that needed the stuff I had more than I did. I don't know anything else than that. And I got nothing against anybody for that. I forgive those people months after the fact. Not right away, but months after the fact. But life is good. Three kids, beautiful wife. My parents got sick. Dad had Alzheimer's. Then mom had an aneurysm. So the family had to gather around and yes, we needed strength, and God gave us that strength to work together, to care for our parents, and we kept them in the house as long as we possibly could. And that was awesome. And then I get a phone call. It was January. It was nasty out. Mom's dying. Can you get to the nursing home? That is when I gave myself to God. I'm driving my truck through I don't know how much snow, can't see squat, windshield wipers are as fast as they'll go. I'm sliding all over the place. God, please get me there to be with my mom. I will do what you want me to do. And he did. He got me there. I got to spend, I don't know, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever it was with my mom. I watched her broken body heal as Jesus took her. I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget what it did to me. I mean, I was a partier, a hard charger, and I used to love to hit people. I know for a fact I've knocked out five guys with one punch. Four of them on purpose. God can use anybody. I mean, look at me. I'm nobody special, nobody any different than anybody sitting here today. But I'm doing right now what I promised God in 04. 
I am going to spread the good news. I am going to, excuse me, make disciples in Christ's name. I don't care if you're a Packers fan or Cubs fan or who you cheer for. We all play for one guy. That's God. So I am trying to live up to that promise. I'm trying to succeed in this. I don't know where I'm going with, with my I, one more class and I can actually fill in for different pastors if they need it. But I love it here, so I don't even know if I want to do that. So all of us have suffered. All of us have had problems. But the old catchphrase, let go and let God, is so appropriate here. Because that's what we need to do. Let go of everything that is bothering us. Let God have it, and he'll fix it. The fix might not be exactly what we think we needed, you might not get that Mercedes. You get that 10-year-old Volvo. But it's a safer car. <laughs> so that's what we have to do. We have to do this. So yes, the title of the sermon is Where is God? And I've kind of shared with you some of my moments that I know God has stepped in. I know that God has helped me. Now I'm not going to bore you with all the details because it could be like a four-part sermon. But when I reflect upon it, I think the title's wrong. I, I think I'm wrong in where is God. I think the title should simply be, where are we with God? Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.